So you're scrolling through your favorite supplement website, BulkSupplements.com, looking at what the newest trends are and those Black Friday deals since it is just after Thanksgiving and, and Cyber Monday. And you come across something called NMN, which stands for nicotinamide mononucleotide. And so you do a little more digging and you find out that this strange substance has been delisted as a dietary supplement by the FDA and now listed as an experimental drug. And so, so you start asking yourself more questions. What it is? Why did that happen? Um, and what does it actually do for you? And then you find forms of people alleging massive miraculous benefits of suppressing age-related adipose formation to improving cardi cardiovascular health and reducing the likelihood of impaired neuronal function in the brain and improving mitochondrial function. But is any of this actually true? And why would the FDA move to ban it? Well, let's talk about the science behind that. Welcome to the science behind that with Atticus Hamilton. Sponsored by Denver Family Lawyers, advocates in advocacy since 1997. Hello all you scientists, welcome back to the Science Behind That podcast. I'm your host Atticus Hamilton and as you heard in the intro, Today we are going to be talking about nicotinamide mononucleotide, or NMN. Um, now before uh, I get started here, I would like to invite all of you out there to go grab yourselves a nice steaming hot cup of coffee, add a little bit of maple syrup in it, and um, we're going to be jumping right in. So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about a lot of different things. Obviously, uh, we're going to be talking a lot about biochemistry, um, human health and medicine, and then something else that we generally don't really talk about uh, on this po podcast, which is um, the legal system a little bit, and uh, more specifically, uh, the laws behind regulations of um, dietary supplements A, and um, why large pharmaceutical companies are able to effectively remove um, supplements and um, uh, effective uh, drugs that people have been able to get, why they're able to effectively remove that um, and limit people's ability to obtain those substances. So this is going to be a, uh, a, a longer episode. Um, we're going to go through a lot of material here um, but before we can get into the the laws behind um, NMN, uh, the biochemistry behind it, any of that stuff, we need to first talk about what um, nicotinamide mononucleotide actually is. Um, so NMN, or nicotinamide mononucleotide, is a... Um, Nucleotide derivative uh, from ribose, nicotinamide, um, and nicotinamide riboside, and niacin. Um, in humans, uh, NMN is used to create nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide, or NAD+, um, which I'm sure we all know from our basic biology courses. 
Um, and NAD plus has a lot of different functions um, that that uh, it's used for um, through a variety of different um, biochemical pass pathways. NAD plus um, has direct influence in metabolic pathways, DNA repair, chromatin remodeling, um, cellular senescence, and uh, immune cell function. Um, now. I'm not going to go into those biochemical pathways because, frankly, if I did, this episode would probably be like four hours long. Um, NAD Plus has a lot of complex biochemistry behind it, um, but it is important to note that uh, it is directly involved in all of those things I just uh, mentioned. And so, how does uh, NMN relate into this? Well, when... Uh, taken orally, it uh, NMN will be absorbed uh, through the stomach, uh, the gastro uh, epithelium, through the stomach lining in about two minutes into the bloodstream. And uh, in about five to ten minutes, almost 100% of it will be successfully absorbed into the bloodstream. Once in the bloodstream, again, through a variety of different biochemical pathways, NMN is pretty much immediately converted into NAD+. So when you have mice or when you have humans that are uh, taking NMN, um, basically what happens is that they're just increasing their levels of NAD+, significantly. And so if that's being... or considering that then, what are the alleged uh, things that NMN uh, can directly benefit. Um, in a variety of studies, uh, supplementation not only increases NAD plus biosynthesis, obviously, but it suppresses age-related uh, fat gain or weight gain. It enhances insulin secretion uh, and insulin action, and there have actually been studies in obese mice to show that this has been effective um, in reducing the effects of uh, uh, insulin-related uh, conditions. Um, along with that, it's also been shown to improve mitochondrial function, imp improve neuronal function, and even more interestingly to me, improve circulatory health through a variety of different uh, pathways. Um, it has been demonstrated uh, as... Um, uh, preserving cardiac mitochondrial cells and preventing heart failure. It has been demonstrated as um, uh, reducing the aging or the senescence we see in our, myo our cardiomyocytes. Um, and it has been shown to help patients with um, heart disease uh with their symptoms and, and with battling through their illness. And so I'm going to get into a, a couple studies in a minute here, but before I do that, I think it is really important to point out here that um, N NMN in um, 2022, roughly, um, in October, uh, the FDA basically came out with the decision to remove NMN from a list uh, or from the list of dietary supplements. Now, some of you out there may be like, well, Atticus, you know, 
it's just not a dietary supplement, it's a drug, uh, what does it matter that the FDA removed it from the list of dietary supplements? It's important because they have now listed it as an experimental drug. And so what that means is that sellers like Amazon have also removed um, it from their uh, sites. And it's even more difficult because sellers will have to get the their substances, their N NMN, approved by the FDA to be able to sell it. Now, that is a good thing, right? The FDA does do a lot of good things. But in this case... It's an issue because of the reason why they did it. So the FDA didn't reschedule it as a drug because of safety concerns. And it didn't force sellers like Amazon to remove it from their platforms because of safety concerns either. The reason this happened is because a pharmaceutical company called Metro International Biotech submitted its own version of uh, nicotinamide mononucleotide to the FDA for investigation or for review as a drug in July of 2022. And this brings up an interesting point from uh, a legal standpoint. And no, I'm not talking about this because this podcast is sponsored by a law firm. I'm talking about this because it does affect all of you. Um, and, and in fact, this has happened before uh, with other supplements. Um, in the past, this happened in 2020 with a supplement known as NAC or N-acetyl-L-cysteine um, because that also has a lot of literature behind it to demonstrate beneficial effects. And um, because of that, uh, a pharmaceutical company again, submitted their own version of NAC to the FDA for review. And when that happens, uh, it is then delisted as a supplement. So the law in the United States, I can't speak to other countries, um, but what I would love to know is um, if you guys could shoot me an email at thescienceBT at gmail.com, let me know about uh, NMN's legal status in your country. I'd love to know if... Um, it is also delisted from platforms in uh, your countries. I know the uh, two most popular, second most popular countries on uh, for my podcast, other than the United States, are the United Kingdom and Australia. So I'd love to hear uh, what the situation is over there. But at least in the United States, if you have a dietary supplement or if you have a, a drug that is being sold as a dietary supplement, if a pharmaceutical company comes around and says, you know what, that's really interesting. Here's our form, and we're going to submit this for review to the FDA. Then, one, as soon as that happens, pretty much, the FDA is obligated by U.S. drug enforcement law to um, mandate that platforms delist that substance as a dietary supplement, A, and it also, B, has to label it as an experimental drug. Now, once it's labeled as an experimental drug, it presents issues, right? Because if it's not already FDA approved, how are the companies that are going to sell it, how are they going to show proof that their product is FDA approved? You see what I'm saying here? So, 
NMN suppliers will have to show proof of uh, FDA approval to keep NMN on their sites starting on March 13th, 2023. But the problem is the FDA hasn't approved it as a drug yet. So you can't show proof of approval when the approval hasn't gone through yet, when it hasn't happened yet. And so that creates difficulties um, for not just suppliers, but for um, uh, you listeners and um, the people that are relying on it to get it. Now, why would a pharmaceutical company submit this uh, this substance that people have been using for years for review as a potential drug simply because they see an industry that they haven't capitalized on and they want to make money off of it. They want to produce a prescription-required drug uh, from something that everybody is already buying because it's all dollars and cents. Now, I'm not one of those people that um, is anti-corporation, but I felt like it was important to point out the laws here behind this substance because this is something that we don't really talk about a lot, um, and it is important. So, to summarize then, NMN is now unavailable on Amazon, although the irony is that a lot of companies have just put it on Amazon under a different name. But nonetheless, it was delisted as a dietary supplement and labeled as an experimental drug, all because according to U.S. drug law, when a pharmaceutical company, in this case Metro International Biotech, submits the same substance for review as a drug, the FDA is required to delist it and um, list it as, a, as a, uh, an experimental drug. And then that causes issues. Now, why does this happen? My... My theory is that the law itself probably happens, at least in a perfect world, it would be to ensure safety, but most likely it's because of lobbying from pharmaceutical companies. Nonetheless, that is the legal status right now of NMN. You, of course, still can buy it online, but um, it is important to talk about that when we talk about um, nicotinamide mononucleotide uh, because it is an important thing to understand. So going back to the uh, science behind it, what is the actual biochemistry? Well, when we look at the literature here um, that talks about it, um, it becomes very interesting. A variety or a, a vast majority of the um, uh, Research out here is, of course, in mice, although there are um, some human studies. Um, from uh, the study that is out there, or from the studies that are out there, NMN is basically a precursor of NAD+. And um, for the anti-aging side of it, they researchers theorize that the mechanism by which NMN reverses cellular senescence is because it enhances NAD plus levels in the body, which we already know are involved in biochemical pathways that reduce um, oxidation of our proteins. It reduces um, uh, telem telomerase shortening of our chromosomes. So there's a variety of biochemical pathways that NAD plus uh, plays a role in, 
as we'll see throughout these papers, a variety of NMN's benefits are because of their upregulation and enhancement of NAD plus levels and their um, uh, biochemical pathways. Um, so when we talk about the um, cardiac effects of it, NMN has been shown to preserve mitochondrial homeostasis um, and revive heart function in um, overload-induced heart failure in laboratory mice. Um, they, uh, the researchers have also showed that hyperacetylation of the proteins within these myocardiocytes is primarily one of the main causes of mitochondrial dysfunction, um, and therefore one of the primary causes, I guess, of heart failure. And studies in mice, again, have shown that NMN administration um, is able to slow and even reverse protein acetylation, which reduces the symptoms and the negative effects of heart failure. Um, in addition to that, um, there's also been studies that have shown that um, oral administration of NMN increases, obviously, the levels of um, uh NMN metabolites in human plasma to around peak uh, levels at 300 minutes after administration. Um, and this, after 10 weeks of administration at around 250 milligrams of um, NMN per day, and this is a human study, the content of Na plus increased significantly um, in peripheral blood mononuclear cells. Um, that being said, there is still a lot of the pharmacokinetics behind NMN that needs to be investigated more. Um, but uh, ultimately, through the effects of administration, aging-related organ dysfunction, particularly in the circulatory system, decreased um, significantly um, after administration. As for atherosclerosis, there have been a variety of studies that have demonstrated, again, positive effects in uh, with NMN uh, administration. Ironically, it's because, at least they, uh, researchers hypothesize that it's because NMN uh, administration increases the oxidization of long-chain fatty acids which uh, particularly in myocardiocyte or cardiomyocytes um, or heart cells, which results in the reduction of plaque in arteries. So ultimately, um, I mean, I, I invite all of you guys listening to this episode to, you know, do your own research um, about NMN. Um, However, it does seem like there is a variety of uh, benefits to administration. Now, the vast majority of studies that I've looked at seem to say that dosages between 250 milligrams a day and 500 milligrams a day are, um, uh, are, are the most beneficial. Um, and as for side effects, generally, 
there are very few side effects with administration. In dosages up to 500 milligrams a day, there were no significant um, side effects. Um, however, that being said, there are some mild um, side effects, as with many things. Um, you know, some of these would be like nausea, maybe headache. Um, But other than that, it's generally, there are very few, if any, side effects. Of course, you can still report them if they arise. So overall, ladies and gentlemen, it seems like the research is weighs strongly in the favor of nicotinamide mononucleotide, um, particularly in its anti-aging effects and um, improved cardiovascular health. There have also been a variety of studies that have shown that um, this drug can potentially increase blood flow to the brain um, through the processes that we've already discussed in that NAD+, plus, which is produced from it, um, is able to reduce the effects of cellular senescence or aging. Um, and that applies to vascular endothelial cells as well. Um, so the those endothelial cells... They're telomeres, which are basically the caps on the ends of our chromosomes. As we age, they get shorter and shorter and shorter. Along with this, as we age, our DNA becomes methylated and acetylated, which increases the likelihood of errors arising in the DNA proofreading process. NAD plus reduces the process of methylation and acetylation. And so the higher concentrations of NAD plus you have, obviously the um, bigger reduction you're going to see in um, acetylation and methylation of uh, your DNA. Um, and we see that uh, in laboratory studies, and we've seen plaque reduction in laboratory studies in mice particularly. Um, and... It seems like the literature does suggest that NMN is beneficial in all of the ways we discussed. Anti-aging, improving um, cardiovascular health, um, along with a variety of other things. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, I had a lot of fun uh, making it today. Uh as you could probably tell, I hope this is something that I'm pretty passionate about. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had a great weekend and a great week. Remember, I will see you all on Friday and stand up and question everything.